Christy Yeh from ParentSelfCare.com joins us for a discussion. She answers the mom questions. And, yeah, we talk about parent self-care. Surprising, I know. Uh, yeah, looking for feedback, too. If you people get a chance, what do you want to listen to? Is there a guest you want us to have back on? Do you want to talk about something specific? Send me an email, brendan at dadsww.com. Enjoy the episode. Thanks for listening. Dads Worldwide. The first word in family management, family budgeting, insurance, bills, food, vacations, research and development, homework, emails, phone calls. Last week we tried to do an oil change and ended up with a new car. Security. Doors are locked. Windows shut. House alarm is set. Fingerless gloves. Dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you. Welcome to another episode of Dads Worldwide. I'm Brendan. And I'm Nick. Nick, you'll recognize. And that's Christy. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, Nick, you'll recognize from our anxiety mental health episode. Fantastic guest, but he's he's co-hosting today. He's uh he's he's graduated. He's graduated. And you heard Christy, our 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 guest for today, Christy Yay. She's uh the parentselfcare.com, the runner of this website, which is unbelievable. You'll find the blog, tools, ebooks, I mean a whole bunch of of unbelievable things. Uh I mean you could spend hours and hours and hours on there. Uh, co-host of the mental mile. It is Christy. Yay. You got it. Bam. All right. Good. <laughs> oh, man. I was really worried about that one. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, and you're also a private practitioner. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm actually, I'm not, I work in school-based mental health. So oh, okay. I, I thought I, 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 I thought I heard on your podcast, you were a private practitioner. Was that your friend? It is, and her name's Cheristy. Cheristy, okay. <laughs> I didn't want to say her name because so I didn't want to butcher that one, but uh, great, yeah. great show, by the way. Okay, and you're in education. I can't wait to dig into that because you yeah. said, we're going to dig into it, but we're going to dig into it later, but you said that you don't just, uh, you don't take care of the students, you take care of the educators. And the parents. So and the, the parents. goal of our yeah. wellness program is to um, reduce the number of individual therapy referrals for our kids and do that by taking care of the adults um, because we know the healthier the adults are in our kids' lives, the healthier they are at home and school. Um, so we sort of do both. We do the individual interventions and the group interventions, but we try to do preventative work as well um, with the adults. This is, this is huge. I mean, I, I when I heard you say that, I was like, I was like, wow. I, I mean, because I, I know uh, I have a friend who works in the schools as well, uh, doing. Sh- her, she's not a provider herself, but she's a uh, she. I think she um, she helps facilitate that type of stuff. Uh, and, but I think they focus mostly on the children. I don't know if they do adults. I didn't even think of doing the educators and the and the parents. I mean that. Uh, so that kind of blows my mind so we're gonna unpack that more uh okay. let's how many kiddos ages two kids i have a six-year-old daughter and a three-year-old son awesome yeah great ages yes mm-hmm. good ages yeah. i was very thankful when the pandemic hit that they were old enough to watch tv <laughs> i felt like i had some friends oh. with new babies and i thought Oof, yes you know, yes it could be a little tougher yes i i'm for sure i have I ha- I have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry Brandon. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. She's 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 oldish. Uh, she's 16 months. 16 months. She's oldish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For a baby, I guess. She's old in baby years. <laughs> yeah, she's old in baby years. Yeah. Oh, uh, great. All right, so let's uh uh we're going to get on to uh not the dad questions this week. It's going to be the mom questions. So I I'm going to start off with so very young children, but so far, what's been your proudest mom moment? Proudest mom moment, like, um, like a milestone or just, um, what's the first thing that pops into your head where you went, 
oh, it warms my heart or uh, or you're just you're just proud. You just uh, yeah, you're happy to see them accomplish something. Anything. Yeah. I mean, I guess a couple of things. I think um, you have a, an oldish baby and you have, <laughs> you have one other kid, right? I have two. Or- I have two boys and a girl. Two boys and a girl. Okay, so um, when my oldest learned how to read, I just thought that was so wild. Um, so that happened in kindergarten, and and um, seeing her read like the covers of the books I'm reading and asking me about that, or having different kinds of conversations, realizing that when you're reading, you can no longer edit books. Yeah. Um, just these like these changes that you don't think of because when you've got the old-ish baby at 16 months or whatever, um, you can skip a page you know, or two. Yeah, there's different ways you sort of work it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm still sort of blown away that she can read. I find that very, very exciting and fascinating. Um, and then I think the other like precious moments that are, you know, they're not the most common, but when um, my kids are loving towards each other, that's just oh, yeah, those that's are some so really good. sweet moments. This, when, yeah, my boys yeah. are in the back of the van and they're holding hands, stuff like that. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah, love it. Or comforting each other, yep. you know. Yeah. You know, when mommy or daddy's been mean and they have that sibling bond, like, oh, <laughs> she sucks, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's they're, what you're supposed to do. They're comforting now as headlocks. So, yeah, yeah my boys. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Nick, go ahead. All right. There is a lot of parent advice out there. What is the worst advice anyone's ever given you about parenting? I love this question. The worst advice? Oh. I love it. Well, I think Cheris and I did a lot of the, of this on our podcast just to sleep when the baby sleeps. Yes. Oh, we had, we had lots of so feelings about of that. that. <laughs> There's that one. And also um, when you see, and you get it, but when you see the parents of older kids and, they're, and they say, just enjoy every second. It's like, you come over here and enjoy every second. You know? <laughs> He's um, lucky I didn't I push him down. You yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is an intensity and a joy to parenting young children. So um, I get where they're coming from, but that's not helpful to a, a mom in the trenches with young kids. And um, figuring out sleep when it's not going well, I think that's usually the advice you don't want. I always hated the uh, the advice of uh, sleep now while you can. Yeah, because it's like you can't bank sleep. It's not. No. Like yeah, it's I not like it matters. Hundred hours yeah. before the baby comes, and it's like a threat to just too. Stay awake <laughs> or what? Yeah. Or what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you better sleep until the, and I'm like, oh, geez, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I listened to that episode, Chrissy, with and your episode, and uh, you guys were talking about the sleep, and I was laughing a lot because yeah, you, you <laughs> always get that advice. I I think that's you know that's always there, and yeah, um, I may have actually said that too. So it's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, going back to books, uh, what is one book that you either hid or threw away because you were just you didn't want to read it one more time. Ooh, a kid's book? Yes. Oh, there's so many, right? Because they get hooked on them. Yes, until they sort thank of work you. It through their yes. System, I mean, you're, right? you're in the thick of it, I'm sure. So, right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, hmm. What are ones where we were like frustrated that people gave them to us? <laughs> well, there was one. There was um, a Paw Patrol Christmas book that was gifted to us out of good intentions because, you know, Paw Patrol's it's pretty safe, pretty good. Yep. It was so long. Um, so long. And that's what it is too, right? With my daughter reading, you couldn't skip it anymore or summarize it. That that was a painful one. Yeah. Paw Patrol. Avoid that, parents. It looks cute on the holiday Patrol. list, but it's it's not nice. Uh, I got to say, uh, the your kid... family and friends, please, yeah, please don't... look through the length of the book before yeah. we purchase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, my kids love Amelia Bedelia, and I can't stand it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't stand it. I feel like it's one of the worst written books ever. It's just all of them. Every single one of them. Yeah. 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 All right, yeah. Nick, go ahead. All right, on the flip side of that, so a worst book, uh, my question is, what is the greatest kids cartoon? Greatest of all time, in your opinion. The greatest of all time. Ooh. That my kids like or that I don't mind watching. You know what? My husband and I really don't mind like, watching. We like Octonauts. Okay. We're like, Loki, this is great. Like, yeah. learning about a new sea creature. My kids love um, that. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And they both grew out of it and we were a little sad. Um, <laughs> it transitioned during the pandemic to, you know, because all of your l- rules around screen time loosen, but we now have gotten in like to the YouTube just toys, which is horrible. Just these homemade videos of parents and kids unboxing stuff. And I mean, it's pretty bad. So we're missing, we're missing Octonauts. The creature report. managed to avoid the YouTube, the YouTube That's good. Role. That's good. Cause your kids will come up to you and say surprise toy. And you're like, Oh, I'm not doing it right. I'm not doing it right. <laughs> surprise toy. What? Yeah. Cause they open all these toys and like, well, you know, all the surprise toy unboxings and things like that on YouTube while you're trying to get through those work meetings. Yeah, it's, it's not good. No, no. Yeah. So then you not... buy them Christmas presents and they're like, can we YouTube review this? <laughs> nope. Yeah. I don't so know. Some of those, it. some of those kids are making bank <laughs> that are reviewing toys. That one kid, that one kid's got I a channel. He's like a millionaire. No yeah i don't know his name because i'm not i'm not hip to it but um someone was telling me about this this kid who's all he does is unbox toys and plays with them reviews them and he's a millionaire look at that as a therapist all i'm thinking is that's an unhealthy power dynamic in the family Mm. little kid millionaire yeah (laughs) you're working with youtube dad get me a drink yeah (laughs) now uh all right. What was the most important thing your mom passed on to you? Oh, my mom. I think I um, I get my therapist sensitivity and compassion from her. Um, so I always, always really appreciated that about her. Good. All right. How many more do I have? One or two? As many as you want. All right. <laughs> this one's very important. This is okay. the most important question that okay. I feel. <laughs> It is much like the hot dog is is a hot dog a sandwich debate, but it's not mm. that question. Okay. Toilet paper roll. Which direction? Is it out towards you or in towards the wall? It's obviously the proper out. Proper way to load that up. It's obviously out. Yeah. Thank Strong you. I've point. seen what I've seen schematics. Think? It's always over, never under. Yeah, I will now confidently trust every word you say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were we were sketchy. <laughs> they asked me that on my therapy exam. Yeah. First question. Good. Only question. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, what is the one thing you hope your children learn from you? Oh, I'm such a therapist, but just you know, compassion and empathy, the ability to see things from another person's perspective, and and to care care about other people's experiences that's got to be a tough thing to well i mean hopefully they learn from watching you right i mean we hope right that's yeah. the hope yeah as parents yeah but that i think would be the biggest thing for me you know how many times i've said golden rule in this house <laughs> yeah i can't tell you how many, how many times my wife is <laughs> yeah uh, how are you supposed to treat other people <laughs> <laughs> he just bounced his brother's head off the floor, but you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go ahead. Nick. Um, all right. Let's see. Um, what is the most memorable gift your parents have ever given you? doesn't necessarily have to be physical. It could be an experience. Hmm. Um, well, I was thinking about this a little bit with, my dad, because I was listening to some of the questions from your episode, but um, I think the biggest thing that I got from him and I guess from them is that, you know, failure is okay and it's positive and it helps you learn. And I think that's a lot of what we're trying to teach now to kids in different ways in schools. But, um, but yeah, I got that from them and that's been really helpful. Absolutely. Nice. All right. The, the question, Christy. It's my wife's favorite question on the show. Okay. She told me I have to ask it every time. Um, I hope I'm laying on the sarcasm thick enough. Uh, <laughs> is a hot dog a sandwich? No. That was quick. No. Yeah. 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 What do you guys think? I agree. I agree completely. I said no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I don't okay. understand the people that think it is. I just... I don't know. Yeah. The bun is not two separate pieces. 
Yep. Yeah, that's one piece of bread cut in half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then who really likes, not- yeah, taking, like, and when you, okay, so you don't have a hot dog bun, right? You're making a hot dog, but you want some bread. Do you take two pieces of bread and throw it on the hot dog? No. You take one piece of bread and you fold it over, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like a baby exactly. bath. Exactly. Ugh. See, perfect. <laughs> We're hitting it off. I think this is great. This is great. <laughs> She can stay. She can stay. <laughs> we're good. We were going to end it in 15 club. minutes, but you know, no, we're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. All right. Uh, that was great. Nick, do you have any more questions? I'm good. We're good. All right. Pass. Perfect. Uh, Christy, why therapy? What? Why um, was it because your mom taught you that caring and that's you just wanted to continue it wholeheartedly what what brought you into you know being a provider yeah well she worked in education so i find it sort of interesting that i'm a school-based therapist now she was um, an elementary school teacher and then became an elementary school administrator um but i think you know i think you know, growing up with that generation of parents, not being as emotionally attuned to sort of what is the trend right now with parenting. I think that's really why I'm a therapist, right? I had to figure out that a little bit more for myself. Um, And then I had a really great experience transitioning from college to just like young working life, working with a therapist and just sort of figuring out like, how do I transition, you know, from having school in front of me and, you know, things feel sort of mapped out and now there's so much more choice and um, different things going on in young adulthood. Um, so I did, I worked in marketing first in the publishing industry and enjoyed that. But it was sort of after that experience in the back of my head, I thought, you know, I'm going to give this a few years. And if I'm still thinking about it, I might consider going back to school for therapy. Um, and so that's what I did. I worked for about, I would say maybe four years out of college in marketing and then went back to graduate school. So I think really was the experience of the benefit for me personally. And and also, I think I realized I don't want to be in front of a computer screen all day. <laughs> I like talking with people. I'm more relationally driven. Um, and yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so this last of... year has been fantastic for that whole not sitting in front of <laughs> a computer. All the therapists were so sensitive <laughs> to sensory stimulation and screens and yeah. just sensitive birds just talking about all the Zoom fatigue. Um, yes. Yeah. It's been a lot of screen time. But yeah, that's so they they've been talking about you and they meaning like everyone I can think of um, have been talking about since the pandemic, a lot more people are needing therapy and counseling and there's a lot more cases of anxiety and depression. Are you just generally speaking, are you seeing that too? You know, it's been really interesting for me with the kids. We've actually had I work in um, Silicon Valley for my school-based job, and we've had a a decrease, I think, in some of the sites in terms of specific counseling referrals, just because there's so much need around just like bridging that digital divide. And a lot of the support we're helping families with is, you know, helping them get technology and set up to, you know, proper internet and helping parents be able to support their kids and distance learning. Um, We've pushed towards a lot of like virtual grade level recess and groups because the kids are really missing that social interaction. Um, but when I make referrals, cause part of my job in terms of supporting staff is making referrals if they need individual therapy or their family members do and connecting them with outside providers, they are all booked. And so everybody that I've worked with, right? Teens, parents, um, they're like, I'm only taking former clients. You know, I just can't. And wow. even people they refer me to, because I'm like, I'll take just who you think is good because I think you're good are full. Um, so I do think it, it, you know, people are really, really, really needing the service and, um, and using teletherapy, going through their insurance panels. But, um, but yeah, I'm having a hard time referring out right now. That's, that's tough for everybody. That's tough for the therapist yeah. because they are book solid. They're working extra and that's gotta be stressful. For them as well. Yeah. And I wonder too, right? A lot of us are parents, so maybe they have this demand, but based on childcare limitations, they can't expand their practice right now, right? We all have Very different true, yeah. like, limitations of what we can do right now. Um, 
But I think as therapists, the first thing we tell people if they're not feeling good is to connect with people in person and not just over the phone. Um, and, and that's the biggest thing that's really been taken away right now. So I just think on so many levels, it's really tough for, for different people. I think we're really lucky to have Zoom, FaceTime, Google Meets, because at least we can see uh, a picture. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, or a video, <laughs> a right, video right. of the person, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. and, right? I mean, could you imagine with this pandemic and not have the technology that we have? Uh, no. I, I mean, can you imagine over the yeah, phone? We all had Nokia bricks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the old razors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, you're, I, I just can't, I mean, that would be, that would be awful. I mean, uh, just being able to see someone's facial expression without, you know, a mask covering their face is, is huge. Yeah. Huge. And just, I mean, interesting for me working in the schools, the kids who are back and doing therapy, you know, parents really want that. And I get that I'm a parent too. I'd like my daughter to be in school and to have it feel safe. And of course, but um, they're doing therapy with ma- masks on in between plexiglass and everybody's just going, what? Because they can't hear each other behind everything. And they have like the air purifier in the back trying to keep so it's just you know all these unintended things we're like trying to to get uh, so it's an even more stressful experience um, for them yeah, but especially the little ones because we're trying to get the little ones back in person first and you know my colleagues will say it's a lot of what's that honey um I, I can't hear you um so you know we're all just trying to go with it and, and do the best we can oh man poor babies yeah that's, yeah oh, that's tough that's really tough all right. Now your website, uh, how, now how long has this been going on? Parentselfcare.com. Yeah. Since the pandemic. So I, we basically got locked down in March and I had, um, you know, t- we're totally out of control. We can't control anything. And I had this real need to express some of my creativity. So I started it last March, um, about a week before the lockdown. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's great. There's so much content on there. Uh, and you do, you do it on your own, right? Wow. You're busy. <laughs> You're very busy. <laughs> I don't know if I find time to do all that stuff. Um, it, it, I, I, so you, you were already kind of in the parent self-care uh, a- atmosphere. You know, you're, you're already kind of there. Right. Um, you saw it with work. So you mm-hmm. saw this, you, you must've, this is how you saw the need. Um, it, now, did you start working there before you became a parent? I didn't. I already had my daughter at that point. Um, but yeah, I think that was, you know, what drew me to the role. And I think, um, I like, I think that's one of my favorite parts of the job is the educator and parent support. Um, and so I, I liked having a little bit more creativity to dive into that deeper, um, with parent self-care. So, yeah. Yeah. I I think parents, uh, they get caught up in the day to day. They get caught up in, you know, just the, the, you know, just doing what they need to do to go to work, take care of the kids, you know, make dinner, do the dishes, you know, they, they forget, they forget themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, uh, if, if both the, you know, both the parents and the, in the equation, you know, are just doing the same thing, you know, yeah, you, you completely forget it. When I, when I tripped over, over you on Instagram, I was like, parent self-care i'm like of course we need self-care i was like (laughs) like again my head went off i'm like bam i'm like yeah of course of course so uh i have a question for you guys sure so wait wait this is not your podcast no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) so i called it yeah i called it parent self-care for a reason right there's a lot of mom accounts out there Mm -hmm. and i wanted it to be like a more inclusive place for moms and dads um and I do a lot of the drawing myself and a lot of it is, um, you know, maybe more stereotypically feminine, but, um, like what is the conversation among dads around self-care? Um, cause I think something I talked with my husband about after I had my first child is, you know, everything is focused on the baby. When you're pregnant, people are talking about you and mm-hmm. then the baby comes and it's all about the baby and I, and nobody really cares about the mom, but people really don't care about the dad. I feel like the dad's job is to make sure mom and baby are okay. My job is to make sure myself and the baby are okay. Yep. And I'm like, what about you? So I don't know, like what, like what is the conversation 
like among your peers around it. It's different for my husband because he's married to a therapist. Um, so he's like, cool, golfing is self-care. I'm like, it is. <laughs> so, Thank you. Um, so <laughs> I don't know, like what, because I think there's a lot in the mom community about it, but what's it So like? one of my questions to you was uh, dads need to do self-care, but we don't and we don't even talk about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how do we do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, that's a great question. That's yeah, a great question. Okay. And um, you know, and maybe it needs a rebranding, right? And I'm not the person to do it, but I, I feel like there's this huge open space for mental health for dads too, because we know if there's a really traumatic birth, it's not just the mom that experienced that, the dad experienced that as well. But we tend to sort of gloss over that. Um, but I think one of the things that really resonated for my partner was just how in general, men tend to focus so much on career and family. And the first thing they'll sort of leave to the side are their friends, just in terms of getting things done in the priority list. Um, you'll hear like a lot of guys say like, yeah, that's my best friend. And you're like, when did you see them last? Two years ago. And we talk once a year on the phone. It's a super deep relationship. And you're like, huh? Um, yeah. <laughs> and so um, I think he read this study about like some study that came out of Stanford talking about like the physical health benefits of men staying in touch with their friends, like heart health, you know, all sorts of just physical health. Um, and so, you know, I think that he, that's resonated with him. And he's like, all right, I need to make time for that too, whatever that is. Um, so I don't know, but yeah, I'm not really sure what, what dads are doing for that time. And, and you're saying that golf does count, right? <laughs> Yeah, we need to. We'll, we need to like. We need to. We need to get her to say that like sure three that or four times. Really clearly Go ahead and said. Yeah. That when I play this back, we, uh, hold on. Let me confirm. Mm -hmm. We are recording. Yep. 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 Sharp. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, and I, I'm sorry for like the golf widows out there because I know that's a thing and it's not that much in, in my family. But um, you're outside, which is great, right? So yeah. you're already in fresh air. You're outside. You're getting exercise. You're usually not connected to your phone. And then I guess in general, we talk about how, and I don't know what you guys think, men can like share a little bit more if they're side to side and doing an activity together versus, you know, a lot of moms, including myself, are like, let's go to Starbucks and stare into each other's eyes and just really get deep, you know? Um, and so I think it meets all those things, right? You're shoulder to shoulder, you're doing an activity. Um, I think it's, I mean, I think it's, it hits a lot of the things that are really useful. Yeah. For for me, I have a pretty physical job most of the times, yeah. and uh, uh, I'm always uh, meeting with someone or talking to someone, and uh, so I guess I I, I kind of get mine through work. I enjoy yeah. I enjoy what I do, yeah. so that doesn't. Uh, so for me, I think I feel like that's kind of my release, and mm -hmm. you know I'm gone eight to 12, 14 hours a day sometimes, yeah. um, which I don't like, <laughs> but, but that's kind of, uh, that's, uh, uh, you know, when I have a great day at work, then, it, you know, that's a, that's a good, that's a good, good release, but, uh, I enjoy golf much more. That's true. So, <laughs> um, no, I, and it's definitely not talked about. Uh, it's, you know, you definitely don't, I definitely didn't sit down with my friend at Starbucks and, you know, look deep into his eyes and have a chat. Um, not to say, <laughs> not to say that men can't get deep. I just think we're less likely to, right? Yeah. And everyone's different in terms of how they feel comfortable, comfortable doing that. But that's, um, in general has been what sort of the stereotype, right? That it's, you know, that we've been socialized different ways, well, right? So well, like you, like you said, the old way of thinking, right? Where, uh, you know, parents weren't necessarily in tune uh, to, you know, certain parenting styles and that type of thing, mm -hmm. right? You, you know, right. we're, look at the old way of thinking for men where they, uh, I mean, I don't think I ever saw my father cry. Yeah. Not once, you know, uh, maybe he did it in private. I don't know. Right. Um, he wasn't uh, overly affectionate, you know, yeah. uh, especially earlier. But, uh, you know, we, you know, we hugged and stuff like that. But, you know, uh, so, yeah, I think that old way of thinking where uh, 
you know, you know, especially for men, like you don't show emotion and I, I find it tough to get out of that as well. So, right. So, yeah. Yeah. I wish I had a better I, I answer like, for you. <laughs> I almost kind of feel like, and I, I wrote this question down hoping it would kind of come up and this feels like it is a good organic way that it came up. Um, but I almost feel like, and this might sound dumb too, but I don't even know what self-care actually is. Like I'm pretty active on Instagram, right? Yeah. And there's a ton of things out there that people always kind of knock on. And it's like, hey, did you know that sitting in the car for five minutes after your family goes in the house is not self-care? And getting your spouse to watch your kids so you can take a 10-minute hot shower, that's not self-care. And, you know, all these basic necessities that you're thinking are self-care are not. Yeah. So so for me, it's like, well, am I am, am I doing something? Am I doing like a self-care act right you're now? You're doing like, it wrong. You Nick. said you get yours to work, <laughs> Brendan. And I was thinking in my head the whole time, like, well, is that, does that count? Yeah. That's a valid <laughs> yeah. question. That's a valid question. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think part of why I wanted to start it is, is I think there's a lot of um, like misinformation out there about it. But now that I'm entrenched in the Instagram world, I mean, there's so many different things you can think of. I mean, I think in general for me, um, my sort of feeling was it's more than, especially for women, like beauty treatments and massages and bubble baths. And, and those things are great. And after you, when you have a little baby, a youngish baby, not an oldish baby, it's hard to take a <laughs> bubble bath. And that is a, a very lovely luxury. Um, but I think, you know, wellness sort of incorporates so many things. It can be, you know, physical, it can be sleeping, eating a balanced diet, um, exercising, it could be, um, it could be volunteering, it could be social justice, like there's all these different categories. And I think um, I have a lot on, on my website about like the nine different wellness categories. And what I really think about is looking at your season of parenthood and thinking what's one or two areas that I want to focus on, because we're never focused on everything at once. I mean, that's just not possible. Um, but in general, what I do like is the idea that it's okay um, to take time to take care of yourself. There's ways you can do that when you're with your kids. There's ways you can do it when you're not with your kids. Um, and it'll look different for different people. I think the idea is that it sort of fills you up. Um, and I think that the distinguishing thing you could put in there is that you feel better the next day instead of um, not as good the next day, right? So if you were to like binge a Netflix show until 3 a.m., it might be really fun, but it probably isn't going to fill you up and recharge you for the next day, right? <laughs> yeah. um, you're going to be tired or maybe feel sort of mindless. And so that's fine. It can be fun. But I, I think of um, self-care as sort of like nourishing things that feel good, but also, you know, your future self will thank you for. Um, and it can be boring stuff. Like if you have like sort of a problem managing your emotions with spending, it might be financial wellness and creating a budget. And um, or if you have a really hard time keeping things tidy and organized, and that's me, you know, self-care is sort of taking time to declutter and just so you can have a clear mind and you may not like that, but it's something that helps you feel better um, in the future. So I don't know if that helps answer. I, I do think it's different for everyone. And there's these debates online of like, that's self-care, that's not. Um, but, you know, I think it is really very individual. Yeah. So it sounds like that if you sit in the car for five or 10 minutes. It helps you decompress. It helps you reset. It helps you do whatever you need to do. And it, you know, it, it feels good to you. And it sounds like that would be a form of self care. Right? I think it counts, Nick. I think it passes the test. Yeah. And I think a lot of those memes too come from younger, like parents with younger kids. Right. I don't know that people with teenagers necessarily need to like sit in the garage by themselves for a while. I think that just really speaks to like, you know, you come from work, you transition home to, you know, to young kids and it's intense and you just want a few minutes to yourself to do something that's just for you. And it wasn't for your boss and it wasn't for your kids and it wasn't for your partner. Um, so I imagine it sort of shifts with age too, or at least I hope it does. <laughs> yeah. See, when I sit in the car, I'm usually screaming at the top of my lungs yeah. Just, <laughs> ah! yeah. No, uh, no, I think, yeah. So, yeah. So I guess depending on the person, whatever, 
makes you feel good. Yeah, I, I don't know if work makes me feel good. I, I might retract I, my well, statement. Like that. <laughs> it's doing something today that makes me feel good tomorrow. Yeah, I like that. So, yeah. I think that goes along with like the mommy wine memes, right? Like if that one glass of wine yeah. is nice, that's great. But if we're like having a bottle, you know, it's probably your future self. Maybe we might not thank you for that. Yeah. Um, so just sort of like a little bit of balance, I guess. The 3 a.m. Netflix is great, but your kid's still waking up at 5.40. Yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed they'll wake up earlier the longer you oh, enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, try to, I try to beat it. I'm like, I'll stay up late so when they wake up, I'll get them back to sleep. Then I'll go back to bed. But then I end up staying up a little bit later. And then, I'm just, yeah, it's <laughs> never a good plan. Never yeah. a good plan. Yeah. I will say for the listeners, um, you know, especially it's it's a dad podcast, right? So guessing you have a lot of dads listening. Um, I visited the website and I purposely went and looked for, um, is there anything that applies specifically to me or is it just moms? Um, and I found a lot of good information that is for both. I found one of your blog posts was specifically self-care for dads. Um, so a little quick commercial break to pitch your blog. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, please definitely, go check it out. definitely check out our website. It's uh, there's so much on there. Um, now you started a podcast. Uh, you've had, I'm sorry, twelve episodes. Mm-hmm. Season yeah. one, and we're co- coming out with season two pretty soon. Uh, mm-hmm. And I thought the episodes I listened to the first two and then the last one. That's all I had time for, and yeah. I, I thought they were great. You're definitely. Uh, even from day one, you sounded great. This, the show sounded great, and uh, you're definitely having fun, which is important. Thank you. It is, and I think um, we talked about that the show is self-care for us because we don't, you know, don't mean to brag, but my audience is pretty small, and <laughs> uh, we're not doing it for the money. Um And so it's just time on the weekend where, you know, we've got the kids set up and we've got a plan for it and we can, you know, connect um, as friends and moms. And that's been really, really nice just to carve out that time on the calendar. Now, uh, season two, now season one, was there, was there a theme for season one? Not really. I mean, we just, the theme for season one was just how do we do this and what would be interesting to us. We chose to focus on career and wellness and parenthood um, because those are the things that interest us, but it's also really broad. So we felt like that gave us a lot of room just to talk with each other or have guests on. And um, yeah, it sort of naturally evolved to have people that would hit those different areas. Perfect. And yeah, so I saw the sleeping episodes. I download. I gotta download them. I gotta listen to those. So we're in the middle of trying <laughs> to get someone to sleep. So <laughs> that oldish baby. The is oldish, it the oldish baby? The oldish mm-hmm. Izzy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does. She's doing better. She's doing significantly better, but still, still some uh, waking up in the middle of the night and then doesn't want to go back to sleep sometimes. So yeah, mm, yeah, lots of fun. And you think right after two. You know, the third one, you're like an old pro. Right? I know. You're like, you're like, oh, no problem. I got this. No. Yeah. No, no I know. No. They're all a little different. You for, and you forget. It's funny that people say, like, I have, my oldest is seven. So people always say, my wife and I have 14 years of experience parenting. <laughs> it's like, no, we have seven. Like, yeah, but combined. And it's like, no. No. <laughs> doesn't work no, it's that more way. like three and a half combined or three and a yeah. half plus three and a half because we are still winging it <laughs> do you have other kids too nick i have a seven-year-old son and a four-year-old daughter okay our kids are very close in age so i'm yeah. i'm thankfully out of all the uh sleep uh regressions and i hope yeah yeah knock on wood yeah we were too yeah <laughs> so, um, so and we kind of uh, we kind of brushed over this before but uh, how do you after like you were busy this year extremely busy uh, your providers that you you know are, were also really busy 
um, right. that you recommended. How does one decompress? How do you get home and not maybe forget, but just, you know, put it away until tomorrow? With work? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's different now. I love boundaries as a therapist and there are no boundaries. I've been doing, I haven't been in my office to work, you know, in almost a year at this point. Right. So that is tough. Um, and we don't have a big enough space to where you can have, oh, this is my home office and I put it away in this room. I mean, we're all working out of whatever room we have and sharing the kitchen table with my daughter doing distance learning and all of that. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, you know, my son is in daycare, which has helped me just be able to work if, if he weren't. I mean, I don't know how we would have done any of this. And so I do have to put it down at some point and go pick him up. And that's really when I'm able to sort of put it away. Um, my career is different than other people. I don't work in the, in the corporate world. So I don't have my email on my personal cell phone. Um, I, you know, power down my work computer for the night and that's it. I don't pick it up until the next day, but I know that doesn't really fit with a lot of people's, you know, modern day work culture and expectations. Um, but that's what, you know, sort of helps me separate, um, work from the rest of the day. I took email off my phone. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. Oh, you guys are so lucky. <laughs> I know. I know. It's not an option for everybody. I hope my boss doesn't like listen cool... to this. <laughs> <laughs> the cool thing about working in mental health is you just say, you know, I got to take care of myself, you know? And they're like, yeah, you do. You do yeah, have you to do. Take care yeah, of I agree. Um, but that's not how it is in, in um, you know, corporate America. So. Nope. And I was going to I was going to say this is going to sound extremely similar, but for the person who does work corporate America, they wake up and they're immediately getting their kids ready for school from school from home. Um, then they get themselves ready and they go right into work, work all day, homeschool all day simultaneously. Then you have dinner, then you have all the work tasks and they just say, I just don't have time for self-care. Where would you suggest like squeezing that in? Or would you just say exactly what you said? And just, you have to power down. Well, I mean, I, I do think it looks different for everyone, right? And I, I think I like the idea of sort of self-care snacks, like the small things you can do throughout the day. Um, I know something that really resonated with my audience is a mindful shower. So I think when we shower often, we're already going to scheduling and planning for the day and what's for dinner and sort of running through our schedule. And if you can try to just take that time just to be present and, um, just when you have the schedule come in to say, oh, I'll get to you later. I'm here right now. Um, just those little moments you can build in or, you know, I'm a big fan of movement too. So, you know, they'll talk about like legs up the wall or doing like yoga poses and you can have youngish babies climbing on you and you can still get some sort of reprieve from just settling your, your nervous system in that way um, or being strategic around what kind of activities do I want to do and how am I doing based on my work day? If I hate when the kids paint, and I've had a stressful day, if my child asks to do that, I'll say no that night and give options of things that I that are calming for me or that are fun for me. Um, and I think never have therapists more recommended screen time for children than right now. And I think for a lot of parents, it is like put them in front of the TV and you guys have your dinner together. Put them in front of the TV and you can pop in your earbuds and watch your own show. Um, sometimes you just need that so you can get a little bit of time to download for yourself. And then I think when you ha are parenting with a partner, it is scheduling in that break time of like, you got them, I, I got them, like you just take care of each other in that way. So you can get out and walk for a little bit, or if the weather's bad, you can just, you know, be in your room for a little bit on your own. I really think I'm really thinking about the single parents right now during this time oh, a God. lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been really just, um, you know, the only things I've really read online is that they've had to make decisions sooner than maybe we did around risk tolerance with COVID because it's just not possible. So if they are going to keep their job, they had to expand their bubble sooner than we did with letting that family member in um, because it's just not sustainable. But I've just really been thinking about them a lot at this time because a lot of the breaks I suggest, um, usually I'm thinking of, you know, a two parent home where you guys can help each other in that way and tag out. Yeah. Yeah, and if they don't have daycare available or yeah, because a lot of daycares were closed down, right? Yeah. So what are they? What are they? What are they doing? Yeah, they're just trying to anybody to watch. 
uh, yeah, I have a lot of friends that are essential workers and yeah. they don't, they didn't have that luxury of, you know, they had to find someone to take their kids. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, that's tough. Um, now, I was gonna say, do you have any words of wisdom for how not to feel guilty about taking that self-care time? Um, you know, my wife carves out, this is a very specific example. And I know you said yeah. you weren't going to answer super specifics, but just take this example and maybe yeah. answer generally if you can. So she carves out like 45 minutes a day in the middle of the day to do a zoom workout. Yeah. Um, but then everything falls on me. And it's like, if I have a work meeting, it's almost like my work meeting has to take a side seat for her zoom workout because I know that that's her self care and she needs it. Right. But then if she can see me frazzled, she wants to quit the workout and then she feels guilty about it. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're battling right now is, is we have the time for self care and, and we're trying our finding, best to work it in balance. the schedule. Yeah. But then we feel super guilty afterwards. I'll go golf once a month on a Sunday, but then I feel really guilty that I just spent three and a half hours on the course. Do you feel guilty that it puts more pressure on your wife or guilty that you're away from your kids or both? Uh, it's more guilt about pressure on her. Yeah. And then same for, it's like, she feels guilty that she, her words dumped the kids on me to right. get into work. Right. Cause I think I hear a lot. I do think there's, um, there's a lot of people who are worried about being away from their kids and that's a pressure. Um, and then I just did an Instagram live, um, this weekend with a couple of, um, couples therapists talking about the dynamic between parents sharing the workload right now and how like when that when we're feeling like we're dumping things on them or we might feel resentful if we don't get that time in or we're sort of tallying like you were golfing for three and a half hours that counts for this many zoom workouts but that's an indicator of burnout but we're all doing it right now because we're all burned out yeah. i mean i just right. think there's like um there is parent self-care and i do talk about these little things you can work in but what you can't really say in an instagram post because it's too depressing is well what would help is if there weren't a pandemic and if there you know we all had enough financially and if you know we had babysitters that we trusted and can come in there's a lot we don't have right now um but i think it's like a constant conversation right and i think that's great that you're both doing that and maybe it's like it's exhausting but a little bit more planning during the week of like maybe your zoom workout is three days a week right and and two days you're you know we have to really look at the schedule and put it in somewhere different um but i think it's important that you do it the one thing i do like to say about the guilt is it doesn't need to go away for you to do it um because i think there's always going to be some guilt whether it's dumping it on your parent or feeling that you weren't there for something with your kid um, but in therapy, we don't always have to solve the issue, right? You could just say, I feel guilty and this is hard and I'm still going to do it because I know it helps me be a better partner or be a better parent or, you know, be better to myself. Um, so, and then if it's too stressful, right, then you come together and you sort of rework, well, this really isn't working. We know self-care is important, but this maybe right now in the pandemic, it can't look exactly like this. So what's a compromise that's workable for us? What do you think, nice. Nick? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm taking it all in. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah, that's a tough, that's a tough balance. You know, it's a tough, uh, you know, I get home from a, a long day of work and, you know, I want to give, I want to, so I try to, you know, do stuff to help my wife, you know, make dinner or, you know, do the dishes so she can, you know, do something else. But she ends up, you know, taking the, you know, so yeah, it's like juggling, juggling children and time. And yeah, it's really tough to find that balance. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I I knew this was going to be awesome because I I was looking at your ebook post and at the bottom it said warning if you try some of these self care exercises you may experience joy calm and gratitude take care parents. <laughs> I I love that. It's like I was like uh, we're gonna get along. As soon as I, I was like, yeah, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. Um, okay. So I, I can't thank you enough. Uh, this has been great. I, I think, I, I think we'll definitely have you back on if you'll, if you'll come on. Would much that would appreciate. Be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. And I just wanted to say um, to Nick, like I really appreciated your episode. Um, 
I just am hopeful that, you know, as you know, things continue, we continue to talk more about mental health for all parents um, and make it feel more comfortable for everybody to access that and to talk about that. Um, I certainly have lots of feelings raising a son around, um, you know, you get to have your feelings. Um, and so I'm really hopeful that we are, you know, making changes in that area because it's so important. So I, I think it's an area that needs a ton of work, but I think it's come a long way. It just in I think the, it's come a long way. Yeah. 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 I mean, I remember, you know, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Oh, man, in the military, forget it. That's never talked oh. about. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, too much bravado there. But yeah. No, I think it's come a long way. And I think, uh, with people like you, Christy, who are, you know, putting yourself out there really, uh, you know, and providing great content. I mean, I know I said it, but there's so many tools on your website. You just read through it. Uh, I mean, it's fantastic. So I, yeah, with people like you that are going out there, putting yourself out there, putting their website out there, your eBooks, uh, I think, uh, it's going to change. Definitely going to change. So. Well, thank you so much because, you know, I definitely, every time a dad follows me, I'm like, Ooh, it's a dad. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I do interact mostly with moms online. If I, yeah. if I look at the statistics, um, you know, I know I'm, even though I say parent self-care, I'm mostly speaking to the mom. So it was fun to hang out with people. And yeah. I mean, I see the color scheme on the website. It's definitely, yeah. you know, geared towards moms. You need you a know, little more, you need a little more black it. and red. <laughs> maybe some death metal on there somewhere, you know, ooh, ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm just oh. kidding. Just kidding. Um, yeah. Uh, no, uh, thanks again. Thank you, Nick, for coming on, helping me out. And Absolutely. Uh, man, this has been a really fun show. Uh, Chrissy, why don't you, Tell everyone how to get a hold of you and uh, your website. Sure. So it's just parentselfcare.com, and you can find me um, the same parent self care on Instagram and the mental mile for the podcast on Instagram. I think it's the easiest way to connect. Great. Uh, if uh, someone wants to get a hold of Nick, where do, where do they send where do they send the mail? You can send the direct mail message to Instagram as well. <laughs> yeah. Dadding greatly, D-A-D-D-I-N-G, greatly. Um, Perfect. Mostly there. I have a blog, but I, I don't post in it often enough. So hit me on Instagram. There you go. All right. Uh, this is Dads Worldwide. We're on all the socials. Uh, you, you know how to get a hold of me, Brendan at dadsww.com. You can jump on and uh, send me some hate mail. We'll accept that as well. Hate mail at dadsww.com. And uh, thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe, review, share. Share with at least one friend. I mean, come on. you got one friend that wants to hear this. I know it. I it know. will make you feel better. Yeah, the <laughs> there you go. And then you'll be self-care. Ooh. And then, yeah. All right. Bam. All right. Nice win. Thanks for listening. Later. Dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you.